I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Keegan. That was the highest pitched hi. Hi, 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 it's Keegan. Oh God. <laughs> hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. I was about to say my angry neighborhood feminist and then I was just like it's that's not it Keegan that's not what our podcast is called I know I know I should know this. I should have reminded you before the episode it's my fault <laughs> Keegan this is it what it's is called. your fault it's um, <laughs> okay I'm sorry this is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives and today is a very special very fun episode I I'm think I'm so excited um I mean it won't be all fun but it right. will be very informative and I think I'm really excited to do this episode. Yeah, it's all about the whole goal of our podcast, which is to create a community and to tell people's stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's gonna that's gonna be a great thing that's gonna come out of this episode. We, as you probably know, if you follow us on social media, this week we are reading your coming out stories. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I took a drink Gulp. of I took a drink of my Greyhound and was not ready. Yes, we are going to read your stories today. Um, We have gotten... The response to this, I think, has been super awesome. Way more than I thought. Me too. Way more than I thought. Way more than I thought. Yet I think we're going to be able to tell everybody's stories that we got. Yeah, I think so too. And we'll we'll chat a little bit about um, the stories. But I love that we also got such a wide variety of stories. Mm -hmm. We got positive stories. We got sad stories. You know... um, We got stories from... 
there different spectrums of the LGBTQ plus community. Too, yes. which I think it's great. It wasn't yes. all one type of experience. Yeah, and I'm so. so I'm super super stoked about that. And can I just say again how flattered I am that we have so many like listeners and fans, I guess, that are part of this community. Calling them fans makes me feel so weird. Right. Like, well, okay, yeah. listeners. Yes. People that like us. Yes. People that like people us. who tune in and enjoy what we do enjoy what we do yeah. yes not fans um, no they can be because fans, but <laughs> this makes me feel weird I know because we are people who try very hard to be inclusive and uh, not to be biased I guess we try to explore other you know parts of the world mm-hmm. we are two cisgendered female people so the fact that we have so many people in the lgbtq plus community that tune in and listen to us and like us and want to be a part of this makes me feel like i won some sort of like cool person contest yeah it's super flattering like it's super flattering because i know especially um when we do things like this like tackling pride month both of us being cisgender, hetero women, it was really intimidating. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a scary thing to take on because I don't want to do anything that's insensitive or right. offensive or accidentally step on toes where I shouldn't. And I've really, really appreciated the outpouring of like love and support and appreciation. Like people are really happy that we did do that this yeah. month. So I'm... I mean, we wouldn't... In my opinion, we wouldn't be a feminist podcast if we didn't treat right. this Agreed. month the same as we did with Women's Month, Black History Month. Agreed. We we wouldn't be doing people yeah. justice. Yeah, I think ignoring. so. I think the same thing, you know, and... Um, I'm just so glad that it's it's gone over well. It's been a great Pride Month. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is just the best way to kind of, like, cap off Pride Month. I agree. You know. I so. totally agree. So, uh, do you want to start or should I start? Um, I've got a short one. Okay, My why, first one is why don't short. you start then? And I will go after you. Okay, this is a quick one. I came out to my mom this month on Bi Pride Day, and she was so sweet about it. A lot of my family is LGBT+, so I wasn't scared telling her. She said she loved me no matter what and that she had a meeting, so she had to leave. Crying so hard, I'm laughing face. <laughs> my friend of 10 years was sitting next to me, cheering me on the whole time. It was great. I love that. It was so simple. It was so get on with your day, get on with your life. Like I think that's okay, what we that's... all strive for, right? Like yeah. that, That's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for it to get to a place where it is just kind of like a okay and now I'm going to work and yeah. you know love you bye hey, love you but I gotta go do this thing yeah I think that is like at the end of the day that's what we all want we yeah. don't want it to have to be this like big dramatic you know scary thing it can be a celebration or it can just be a okay yeah that's yeah. who you are and kind of move on you know yep. I think that that's I think that that's great and touching yeah. And lovely. And I think I want to say, for this episode, we have chosen not to do names. Yeah. We will inform everyone whose stories we are reading that we are um, reading their stories this week so they know to tune in. And if you want other people to listen to your story, you know, we would love to have them as listeners. So please ask them to tune in as well. But we did get a number of people who wanted to remain anonymous, and we didn't want to... um, you know, just infringe on anyone's privacy. We don't want to out anybody. Yeah, That's yeah. A hard it's not no. our place. So we are going to do no names. And if you so choose, then, you know, go ahead and tell people to listen in. Exactly. Okay. So I've got the next one here. Hey, so I don't usually do this sort of thing because it feels stupid. It feels <laughs> dumb. But, and I know I'm young, I think this story kind of matters. 
It happened when my family was discussing why there should be an LGBT community, but instead of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans, it should be LGBTH. H being for heterosexual. Mm. Mm-hmm. For some reason, closeted me was just so angry. So I flipped out. I ran to my room. When my sister came to check on me, instead of saying, that's offensive and mocky of them, them being the LGBT community, I said, us. That was the moment I came out to my sister and to myself, saying us. Because, yeah, it was us. It is us against anger and hate and bigotry. Later, as I came out as bisexual, I heard it all. You're confused. Just choose slash if you had to choose. Oh, God. It's a phase. But nah. Why would I listen to it? It's like having weights. Weights that every day make you want to hide in the closet to hide yourself. And that's why, at least to me, the hardest part was not coming out to others, but to yourself. Accepting something that you're not really sure about. Loving a part of you that you have never known. Knowing how to live and enjoy the world that you don't have a map in. Yeah, it sucks not having supportive people, but it sucks more when you are that person. So my biggest hurdle was me. Me loving me. Me changing. Me growing and seeing that side of myself that has always been there but buried and hidden. And goddamn, I'm so happy and free and beautiful and loved by so many, including me. I think that that is such a beautiful message to get across is that, like, it sucks and it's hard to come out to your family or maybe face judgment from the people in your life, but... I think what people sometimes don't realize when they make it all about themselves and their own feelings when other people come out and they don't know how to feel about it, that person has probably been struggling with not knowing how to feel about it for a really long time. Right, and I feel like especially with bisexuality, it's easy to possibly talk yourself out of it because you still have feelings for the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. You still have that quote-unquote normal you know, societal thing where you're like, well, I still like like guys, so maybe these feelings for girls that I have aren't real and just you know, maybe right. you think or like you're just maybe, going through something. Maybe or, if I can just push it down and like push my feelings for women down. Well, it's like, well, I still like guys. Uh-huh, so maybe until I'll just you find keep, the right guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I understand that for a lot of bisexual people, that's something that's really complicated. And um, I think it's amazing and important that you're talking about the fact that it's not about coming out to other people, but it's about accepting and coming out to yourself and having that self-respect so that it doesn't matter what other people say. It's about what you feel. Yeah, and I think she also touched on something really important that we should talk about, and that is people who are in, who are not a member of a marginalized community feeling Mm -hmm. like they need to insert themselves into that community. Like, feeling like you need to add an H, or feeling like, it's the same thing that I felt whenever white people are like, we need a white history month, where it's like, or we need a, instead of B-E-T, like, we need, like, a white... Yeah, W-E-T, W-E-T, white entertainment. Let's watch some television. Yeah, it's like, this isn't for you. Like, this is specifically for people of this group, and it's disrespectful for you to come in and claim ownership over something that is not is not meant for you because yeah. you haven't struggled in the you same way. You don't need to be a part of it. And you're a part of literally everything, everything. else, yeah. you know? I mean, like, it's something that I definitely was confused about when I was younger, like, why is there a black entertainment television and of not course. because it's something for me because I never had to think about it being uh-huh. a young girl that was never that wasn't my experience. So it took educating myself and having my family educate me to understand. So I think that, you know, hopefully your family is 
uh, more and more supportive of you all the time. And hopefully you can be that beacon of education for them to be able to see their privilege Mm -hmm. and understand why they don't have to be part of that themselves, but that they can be a part of that community by supporting you. Yeah. And I would be really curious also to know, because she doesn't really go into how her sister reacted or how her family reacted. Yeah. I would really hope that they were supportive and, you know, loving towards her. But it is also really awesome that the main thing that she notes is that, like, their reaction wasn't important. What was important was my realization and the way that I handled it yeah. within myself and feeling comfortable and proud of who I am as a person. Yeah, so. and having that So thank you for writing in. Thank you, thank you. That was a really great story. All right, I'm going to go again. So this this person, I, I cut out kind of the intro part of it. This person kind of has, like, two times that she came out. So it says, all right, so the first time my parents found my Facebook page. So on my Facebook, I posted about being pansexual and stuff a lot. And also my ex-boyfriend's relationship post with me was on there, too. So basically, they found that. Also, the hella gay pictures I posted, which I'm like, are you from Northern California? Yes! (laughs) Hella gay. Hella gay pictures I posted, and they were all, like, quiet and scary and brought me into their room. And they were like, can you explain this? And show me my Facebook page with my hella gay pics and whatnot. (laughs) I love the way that that's stated. I know. Hella gay pics and whatnot. (laughs) Just the sense of humor in it is amazing. Um, And I was trying to lie my way out of it. I was like, oh, somebody else uses my Facebook page. In parentheses, 10 out of 10, best lie. I really want to know, like, how old she was at this (laughs) time. Because that's a lie that I would have told in high school. Yeah, for sure. Don't buy this. Yeah, yeah, totally. It wasn't working, and they were just getting louder. My mom told me, and this is an exact quote, you dressed like one of those gay freaks. <gasps> I know. I know. It hurts. Oh, God. I yeah, know. that hurts my soul. Yeah. So anyways, they yelled at me for like an hour, and I was crying and stuff, and it really sucked. I told them it wasn't something I could control, and that it was just who I am, and they told me there was a hormone imbalance, and that I needed to pray to Jesus <gasps> to make that good gay juice stop flowing. Oh. I want to know where this person is from so bad. Uh, they took me to what they thought was a conversion therapist, because she was Christian, parentheses. I don't know their thinking. They're super dumb, to be honest. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but she wasn't a conversion therapist, so I was fine. <laughs> and the second time was in an urgent care ward slash youth mental health facility, and it was a lot nicer. So when I first got there, I had everyone call me by my dead name. They're using dead name again. Now I there we go. Know now we is. know. Because I wasn't ready to come out as a girl yet, but let the staff know I was trans, and they were really nice and understanding. So anyways, the people there were super nice, but the other kids didn't know I was trans. Okay, so side note, when we'd get hot cocoa and stuff, they'd come in little styrofoam cups with our names on them. So up until then, mine said my dead name. One day, I let the staff know that I wanted to be called Alice from then on. So the next time I got some hot cocoa, it said Alice. Oh my god. I know, and one of the girls asked if that was my name, and I said yeah, and she said, it suits you. Oh. And it was just this really beautiful moment. So them's my stories. Oh, my God. That... <laughs> I love... And by the way, I asked if it was okay for me to use Alice in that, and th- they said yes. That um, is so, 
like that just that story just took me on a roller coaster of like of one extreme anger, to the next horror to like what a beautiful to, yeah like I'm so happy that she had that at yeah. the end there you know like that she had people around her who ended up really being supportive when she didn't have that kind of support system at home yeah especially in some place like a treatment facility yeah. That that's something that I don't personally have experience with, but I have experience with people who I've been in those facilities with who mm-hmm. were dealing with their homosexuality or their and that's a best case gender. scenario. Yeah, and it's and that is a usually a great place because we're all kind of dealing with our own shit, and we all kind of understand that like people have things that they're going through. That if you're gonna come out, then it's like it's exciting because that means it's like a breakthrough. It's like yeah. you're finally kind of being able to deal with some of your mental health issues that were maybe coming with your parents not being yeah. supportive. Yeah. You know? And so, I really hope, um, I really hope that you are in a really good place now, regardless yeah. of whether or not your parents have come on board or not. Yeah. And I really appreciate you being able to share with us kind of both of those experiences. Exactly. Because how scary, like, truly how scary to... I can't imagine being in that room with your parents yelling at you for yeah. being who you are. I mean, and then them sending you off somewhere, because, like, that is how it would feel like, like that is what it would feel like, is to have them send you off somewhere because something was wrong with you. That yeah, they're trying saying it's to a fix. hormone imbalance. Right, that they're trying to like you know manipulate and fix yeah. in you is is so sad it just it almost in my mind i'm just like wow like this seems this should be so outdated like it the, seems the terminology and everything it's yeah. just like wait this still fucking happens but it, like it's but crazy it's not, and it does it's not at all yeah. outdated and um yeah i hope that you know wherever you are that you have people in your life who are supportive this is a newer listener. I'm really happy that you started listening to us. I hope we can be a sense of support for you, you know, on a weekly basis. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So this is from a male listener, I believe. Well, I realized that I liked guys in sixth grade. And before that, I had never realized I could. This led to three and a half years of trying to convince myself I wasn't because I fear my mother. Finally, in ninth grade, I told one of my best friends. I was breaking down in tears, and she said, I know. She loved me for who I was, and I cried of happiness. Now, all my friends know, and they are so supportive and loving towards me and treat me normal, which means so much to me. My mother said that if I ever came out, she would look into getting me some help because, quote, I am too young to have those thoughts. My dad used to heavily imply that he thought that gays, including his brother, were pedophiles. Mm. His brother has other issues, so that may have driven that thought. Yeah. He seems to have changed slightly. This year, I will start my senior year of high school in Alabama, where I have always been. While there are only two other gay guys in my high school, I no longer feel as much like I have to hide me. This is what is so important. My school is starting a GSA this year, and I hope it will allow other kids to feel safe like I do. So far, that is my story, and the day will come that I will have to tell my parents, but I do not look forward to it. That is so... On the one hand, I'm so grateful that our younger generation, our Generation Z, even in, you know, somewhere that might Alabama? Be, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and not to say that Alabama is, you know, primitive in any way, but, like, to say that somewhere with... I just came back from Missouri. Like, yeah. somewhere with deep 
probably very Christian values in the South that has not always been super welcoming and open and progressive that the younger generation in his high school is really, like, loving and accepting of him and he has a safe place to be. On the other hand, again, I love my parents so much and the idea of disappointing them has haunted me my whole life. Right. And so... Well, and the fact that confuses me is that he's saying... His dad said, if you ever come out, we're going to have to, like, do something. Like, why? he? They must suspect it, and they're going Trying out of their way it. to say, yeah, to suppress it. And kind of, like, they probably know. You know what I mean? And they're just like, well, you better not ever come out. Like, yeah, if we you don't are this know. way. Yeah, it's like a very don't ask, don't tell. But yeah. I, I got to say, you're a senior in high school. You're going into your senior year. It gets better, man. It gets oh, better. Yeah. I mean, I I had a very supportive friend group. I had always had very supportive parents. I've never been through anything exactly like you're going through, but I've I've had times in my life where I've felt like I didn't fit in and that I didn't feel accepted. And once you're out of high school and you go off into the world and go to college, you're not around yes. your parents. It's like that is such a freeing, amazing time because you get to like act up and make mistakes and, and figure do stupid it out. shit. Just, just figure out who you are. Yeah. The more mistakes you make, the more you figure yourself out. You know what I mean? And you're gonna be able to be yourself and yeah. find even more of those people that fully accept you to the point where, you know, hopefully you even get to that point where it's like it doesn't even matter your parents' initial reaction because you have such a strong support system behind you. Yeah. You know, and when you're away from home too, it, you are much more distant. You're not scared all the time. You're not worried about them finding out. Um, you're just going to have that healthy distance that's going to be able to let you grow into this awesome. And you know what? <laughs> like, go for yeah, it, man. I mean, and you know what? When they do find out, it won't be as scary for you whenever yeah. you're not. It's totally different whenever you're living in your parents' house and you rely on them for everything. Yes, because you're scared if they're going to kick you out. And you're not ready. Are they, or are they not going to give you the same kind of, like, privileges, uh, treatment, you know, things like that. Where when you're on your own, it's it's a very different experience. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think you'll also be surprised, like... For me, and I'm, I'm not trying to compare or conflate or any of those things, but, like, for me, whenever I was living at home, the idea of being kind of liberal or mm-hmm. progressive or, you know, coming out as, as ha- like, living with my partner and things yeah. like that that are very anti the values that, values, quote-unquote, that I was, like, raised up in. Yeah. Um scared me a lot. Like, I didn't want to be different from my family, and, like, they're all very conservative and things like that. Of course, and that's your only experience that you have. and I didn't want to have different views in them because I thought that that would make them ashamed of me. And I will say, having just come home, that, yeah, I do not share the same, like, you know, definitely not the same, like, political views or, or any of that with my family, but... That a lot of that fear that I had about them not like loving me anymore or wanting, you know, or not being understanding of any of that, yeah, was not true. Like, they still they understand entirely that I don't see eye to eye with them and they accept me and still love me and tell me that they're proud of me. And like, that, yeah, still that means a whole lot. If I mean, that I mean, I think that that shows a testament to how well they raised you too, because you are. 
a fully realized human being. Right. You have your own thoughts and feelings and emotions. You aren't just going with things because you think that's what people expect of you. Mm -hmm. And if I were a parent, to me, that's the best response that I could get from a child. I raised you well enough to be able to stand on your own two feet and to... Live your Fight own for life, what you believe in. And draw your on your life. experience. Yeah. And so I cannot say, um, listener, that that will be your experience with your your mom and dad. I can't say that because I don't know them and I, and I don't know what their response will be. But I can say that there is always hope that perhaps when you're outside of it and you're an adult and you're living your life, your parents will be okay. Like, Take, you know what? Take a trip to West Hollywood. Yes. Stay here for Call a couple weeks. Us. Call us. We will come out and party with you because West Hollywood is the best. And then you'll be like, I'm good. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I'll just stay in California. <laughs> and this is going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. I'll just hang out with Keegan and Madigan. It's and fine. And I'll just live in West Hollywood. Shit will be fine. Shit will be totally fine. Where there's rainbow flags everywhere and <laughs> happiest place on earth, man. They cheap, think it's Disney drinks. World. Yeah. Hamburger Mary's. Oh, oh my God. Go to drag Hamburger Drag queen Mary's. bingo. Yes. The best. Oh my God. That drag queen had the biggest boobs I've ever seen in my Dude. life. I have a picture of me and my mom, and they are like, boom. boom. It is impressive. It truly is, like, much bigger than mine. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? Size of my head, (laughs) if not bigger. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, I can't go too close. (laughs) Okay. All right. Next one. All right. This one is actually from a friend of mine, and I did ask some questions as well. So there's like a little interjection of me, like asking something uh, specific. So they say, I was 14 when I first came out to my mom. I was in the eighth grade and had my first girlfriend. This was the era of Facebook and sharing the family computer. So I was chatting away with the lovely missus when suddenly my dad wanted to go through my messages. (gasps) No type of trust. I panicked, and I took my mom to the room. There I told her, and she said she was okay with it. She said she has always known. When I came out to my dad, I was 18, which I'm pretty sure they're only, like, 18. Like, they're young. I was getting pretty serious with this girl. She ended up cheating on me. Ugh. Yeah, right? I wanted to introduce her to my dad. So one day, when we went furniture shopping, I told him I had to tell him something, and he just guessed it. He said he didn't care as long as I furthered my education and was able to provide for myself. Since then, he's been supporting me and even went to Pride this year Aww. without me. Oh! Yeah, yeah. So this this person is going through a transition as well. And um, so I said, that's amazing. What do you think has been the most rewarding part of this journey and the most challenging? Um, asking about going on testosterone and things like that. And they said... Best part is being myself and experiencing the deepening of my voice. The worst part is the acne. And then, like, <laughs> roll eyes rolling in the back of their head, laughing so hard I'm crying. Um, so, yeah, I, I, seek, I seeked this person out. Sought? Sought. Mm-hmm. I sought. Th- I was like, that's not right. <laughs> I sought this person out because I met them when I was on set. And we did this really cool rape kit commercial where mm-hmm. we were up in, like, a warehouse. I've seen that commercial. We were, have you? I'm in yes. it. Yes. I'm one of the blurry faces in the background. And so we are supposed to be acting kind of like mannequins. And we were way up high. We were probably a good 10 feet off the ground and, like, harnessed in and everything. And we were on set for, like, 12 hours. So I was with this person the whole day, like, trapped, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, we became friends. And they're just so 
lovely and we've you know I haven't seen them very often but we've become great friends and um it's so much fun for me because when I first met them I was like oh my god because I kind of had a feeling where I was like do I ask what pronouns to use like I just was very like scared of saying the wrong thing and so when I saw that they like come out and were you know going on testosterone I was just like yes this person is being who they are I had a similar I had a similar experience with someone that I knew from home who you know growing up I knew them as a girl and then as, as time went on I saw that the name changed on social media you know from a traditionally female name to a more masculine name and you know the hair got shorter and then I saw you know a mustache coming in and I was like I'm not sure what's happening here yeah and you don't want to you don't want I don't want to presume embarrass yourself or them right and (laughs) I don't want to presume but then I saw during this pride month that he said in in his um on his Instagram that it was his, you know, tiversary of like when oh, he started on Tuesday. And when I was just home last week, I saw him at a um event at the theater. Yeah. And I'm feeling very strange about like how emotional it makes me feel because I gave him a hug when I saw him and he said like how are you? And his voice was really low. Yeah. And it was so different from what I had known. Yeah. But I could also feel in him when I was hugging him that there was this, like, tentativeness about almost, like, awkwardness because he hadn't seen me. Yeah. You know, last time I saw him was before. And that there was this almost kind of, like, weirdness about him wanting... How is she going to react? Yeah, about him almost wanting, like, to get away really fast. Yeah. And I really wish I could go back and say, like... I don't know what I would say because I wouldn't want to like bring it up or make it weird but I would want to like let them know in some way that like this is fine like I am happy for you I just have to say Keegan like is totally trying not to cry right now no because I'm your eyes are really misty I know because like I'm happy no it's sweet because he seems happy yeah and like you should be able to do whatever makes you happy and you it makes me sad whenever you feel like you need to like hide that or run away or, like, make yourself smaller. But you never know. And the trans community, they are the ones that have to be concerned about uh, being targeted. You know, they are really the minority in that community. And I asked my friend if they were going to be keeping their dead name. Mm -hmm. And they are, which I think is really cool. They were like, I love my name. I'm not going to change it. Yeah, and I think that that happens sometimes. Yeah. That's cool, too. I mean, I just really feel like... I just want to make sure that I was, like... You not calling them the by the right wrong thing. name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think like for me, so much of this is so like it's so just like let people live. Like even if you, even if for whatever reason you're just like I don't know that I believe that this is true or I believe that you're just like making things up. Oh whatever. God. Why does it? Why it doesn't does it change your, your life, life yeah. at all? Okay. Like, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? No. Medicine, Jordan. Yes. So Chris told me about him. He's a psychologist, and he's like you watch Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. He's like Sheldon Cooper, where when he talks, he just like knows he's smarter than you. Yeah. I fucking hate that <laughs> I in hate people. That too. That's the worst. And trait I'm watching in a this guy. So he had this big controversy because he refused to call one of his students by like 
Z or Zer or Zim. I don't I don't know those words, so don't come at me. <laughs> like, but it was something like that. And he was like, Well, the government's trying to get me to say these certain blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like just if if that person wants you to call them that, what does it matter? Yeah. It's like me saying, Can you call me Maddie instead? It's yeah, a preference. Like, it's like what, just what mm. difference does that really make to your day to day life? It makes no difference. Yeah. If somebody asks you to be called by a a pronoun or they say like I like to be referred to as they or them it might take you a little while just from instinctual, like, yeah, memory. Yeah, we catch ourselves all the time. Right, like, to, to stop yourself. But the point is, like, you should try because why not? Because yeah. why does it affect your life any differently? It doesn't affect you at all, but yeah. it could mean the world to the person you're talking to. Yeah. So why not do it? And that's the it? thing is that, like, Chris is like, well, but he makes, like, some good points on other stuff. Sure. Like, I guess I'm sure he's a very smart guy. I started watching videos and I was getting angry, so I had to stop. I'm sure but he is smart in other ways. I'm sure he is, and I'm sure that that he makes a lot of good points on certain things. Um, but I just feel like I I can't connect with those people that don't seem to have any empathy. Right. That's they the scare thing. me. I'm like, you're too intellectual. You're too because you don't think about another person, right. and that and it could mean the world to somebody who's taking your class that you see them and right. understand them. Like, that's... Why not make somebody's day? Exactly. I, I mean, get it. And, and the thing is, like... For your no own is, selfish... Yeah, oh, it's, it's for your comfort. Because yeah. no one is saying it's super easy. Like, this person that I was just talking about, when I see them, like, my instinct is to call them by the name that I knew them as. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that is... That's human instinct. Yeah, it's but, how you've known them. But you have to stop and remind yourself that, like, this isn't a about you. Mm-mm. And if you slip up, that's fine and you can apologize for that and, and move correct forward yourself. and yeah. correct yourself. But to intentionally do something that you know is probably going to be damaging to another person is not okay. Yeah. You know, and I think that we all just need I, to recognize that. You need to watch his videos because I really want to get your opinion on oh, him. Oh god. Now I'm scared. <laughs> okay, so I've got um this one here, and then I have one that my friend texted to me. Okay, cool. Okay. So this says, Hi, Madigan and Keegan. I was very hesitant to write this email, as my coming out story is something that I never considered truly groundbreaking or significant. However, hearing you two talk about bisexuality and the bi erasure in the last episode, as well as my own realizations recently, have encouraged me to share. So she's talking about when we talked about Frida Kahlo yeah. and how that gets kind of swept under the rug. I now identify as a bisexual female, and I am very femme, but even from a young age, I knew I wasn't straight. During middle school, I often felt butterflies when hanging out with particular girlfriends, and during high school, I always joked that I just liked kissing, which is why I would kiss boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> which, honestly, like, I feel like for some people, that that can be true. Yeah, it can you know what I mean? Like, I think that's I, why it's an easy out. It is. It's super easy. Yeah. Like, I, I think I've made out with all of my girlfriends during some truth or dare or I taught my friend how to kiss. And I feel like that's so much a part of our culture too. Right. Where we're like, it's not that weird if it's girls more, kiss each other. Yeah, it's more acceptable for girls. Yeah. But like I never felt anything. You know what I mean? That's right. the difference. I never just, felt anything exactly. with them that and was that's more you, than friendship. Yeah, that's how you know that like you're you and like you know, yeah. they're them. So I can totally see why she would say that and have people be like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's Because totally. it, it's fun to kiss people. It is. It is. It's fun. It is. It's a good time. Um, 
It wasn't until college when I started sexual relationships with women and came out as a bisexual to my friends. It wasn't very hard to come out to my college friends because I had always been clear about my sexuality being somewhat fluid, but the real challenge came when I had to tell my parents. I have always been really honest and open with my parents, so having them not know this large part of me felt like a lie. I was so anxious about it that I put it off for years and constantly made excuses. For example, I would, quote, tell them when I had a girlfriend or when it became necessary, but I wasn't sure why I was so scared because my parents always told me and my younger brothers that they would love us no matter what and that being gay wasn't an issue. During my senior year of college, I developed a huge crush on a girl that had been hooking that I'd been hooking up with for a few months, and I knew that I couldn't keep lying to my parents much longer. It was a Friday when I told my mom. Like I mentioned, we have always been really close, and I felt like I could tell her anything. We were watching a show together and catching up, as I had just come home from school for Easter weekend. I felt a lump in my throat as I said, Mom, I have to tell you something. I'm bisexual. I'll never forget the look she gave me. She scoffed in disgust. Really? She said. How would you even know? I felt anxiety wash into my stomach and up to my chest like a wave. The rest of the conversation was both memorable and a blur, but included comments like, this is probably just a phase, and you're just confused, and you can appreciate a girl being pretty without being sexually attracted to her. (sighs) Additionally, there were many implications that bisexuality wasn't real, and I have to pick a side. God, so awful. Can I say something really quick? Yes, of course. Because... When people say things like that, like, just because you think a girl is pretty doesn't mean you're sexually attracted. It sounds like her mom trying to convince herself of something. (laughs) I'm not projecting or saying that your mom is bisexual in any way, but it sounds so rehearsed to the point where she's said those things to herself. I mean, and it also feels Or heard someone say that before, because that's super, to me, that's very, like... No, you you just think that girl's pretty. You're not into her. You just think she's pretty. It's like something that you would tell yourself, to you know? To me, where my mind went is that it's, like, so diminishing. That oh, you so think, diminishing. That you think being attracted to someone is limited to the way they look. Male or yeah, female. Yeah, true. To true. me, it's so, like, that's not what... Like, when you are not just attracted physically to a man, but, like, when you are attracted in a way that, like, I could be in a relationship to another with that person, person yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you are not just attracted to the way they look. You're attracted to their personality. You're right. attracted to them sexually. You you are interested in them on a on a deeper level. So right. to kind of like dissolve it all down to being like, well, you can think she's pretty without being attracted to her is like I'm not. That's, maybe you're not just into. Maybe you're not pretty. just into the fact that yeah. she's pretty. Maybe like you like her as a person, and you could see yourself building a life with that person. Yeah, exactly. You know? I was just telling Chris in the car, we had a long car ride where I was saying, it's so weird because in, like, celebrity crushes and stuff, I find myself either being attracted to... More women? No. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. But also, um, Jason Siegel. Yeah. All the way down to the guy that plays Aquaman who's in Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. Those are my two types. That's yeah. it. My boyfriend is so fucking pretty. Yeah. He is neither of those types. He's and the most clean-cut person I've ever dated, yet I'm still totally, like, into him and attracted to I him. I mean, I can say, like, I don't even think I have a type. I think that there's, like... I think you can be attracted to all kinds of things. True. And, like, interested in 
so many things about any given person. Like, right. you can like a person... You can find yourself being really into a person that you don't even think is that physically... Maybe you didn't think was that physically attractive at first. You oh, know yeah. What I mean? Oh, like, I've, I used to... I mean, this is probably really mean, but I used to say that I was into guys that were kind of funny-looking. And not funny-looking like they're ugly. Funny-looking as in there's something about them that isn't traditionally Like an Adam Driver style? Yes, or yeah. Jason Siegel, or, like, yeah. you know, the whole dad bod thing before the dad bod thing was hot. To me, I was, like, kind of into that, where that person doesn't just look like the Zac Efron, Ryan Gosling yeah. that everybody sees. So to dissolve it all to being, like, you just think girls are pretty. It's like, I'm straight as an arrow, truly, devastatingly straight, and I think girls are pretty. Yeah. And I think I admire girls, like, all the time. Like, all I feel like the time. I admire my fellow women more than I admire Me too. other men. Me too. I will find myself staring at women same. all the time where I don't stare at men. Yeah, yeah, I'm same. like, what is she wearing? What she is she looks, doing? She's so beautiful. What does she do for a living? What's What are her likes and I dislikes? I want to be her friend. What is yeah. she? Let's hang out. I feel like that all the time. Yep. Okay, back, back to, to the, the story. story. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry we got off track with your story. So, to recap, she has just come out to her mom and her mom is saying all these awful things. I locked myself in my room and cried for hours. At the time, I wasn't sure why it hurt so badly. It's not like she said anything that I hadn't heard before. Mm, But as I've grown up, I've realized that having my own internalized biphobia spouted back at me by my own mother was one of my worst fears. Yeah. For many years, I have hated being bisexual because I feel like I don't belong in the LGBT plus community. I really did feel like I needed to just pick a side, and I can't, which just sparked more cognitive dissonance. I felt like my sexuality would never be taken seriously because I am just, quote, going through a phase. I felt like I would be seen as someone who was just sexually promiscuous. In a lot of ways, I still face these stereotypes and discomfort with my own sexuality each day. However, I am learning self-affirmation and realizing I don't need to justify how I feel to anyone but myself and that how I feel is valid. I am thrilled to see that now many more people, including celebrities, are coming out as bisexual and celebrating their sexuality. I am also happy to surround myself with a great system of friends and a partner who accepts me for me. I am hoping that this email helps other people that may feel some shame or unease about their bisexuality. You are valid, and you belong in and are a great asset to the community. Mm-hmm. It is people like you that encourage me to be who I am. I'm sorry that this is so long-winded, but I want to finish with the fact that I love the podcast. Keep up the amazing work, Keegan and Madigan, forever raging M. So wonderful. And um, before we talk about her uh, letter, she did have a postscript here. She said, P.S. Madigan, I dated a guy for nearly three years and is still one of my best friends He is named Chris, and he grew up in the Bronx. (laughs) I'm also fully recovered from anorexia, four years going strong, so the parallels in our lives make me laugh sometimes. Just thought I would share. I loved that when I read it, and I was like, what part of the Bronx? How old? Like, I just started, I was like... Maybe they know each other. I was like, sorry. She was like, maybe they do know each other. Maybe it's the same Chris. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, I found that really funny. Uh, And I think... And and her names both start with M. Yeah. What? Crazy! But I really... I am so happy that you wrote in because I feel like what you had to say was really, really, really important in feeling like people in the bi community or the pansexual community 
are... I feel like asexual, too. That's something that we don't yes. talk about a lot. You know what? But we should like, have an episode on asexuality. We should, because I feel like that's another thing where people just don't understand you not being attracted to anybody at all. And sometimes we'll misuse the word as just, like, when you're not having sex. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm asexual no. right now. It's like, yeah. no. Yeah, and I no. feel like it's really important to establish that that is valid. Yes. Like, you being you is valid, it's important, and it's really important that you're accepted into these communities. Yeah, And that you feel like you have a place to be, because I remember watching, this is not about bisexuality, but I remember watching a documentary about asexuality, and they felt ostracized from even the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. you know, where... Because they're not sexual. Because it's not, not about sexual. sexuality, it's the right. other way. Yeah. But I think that that is, I think it's really important to say, like, whatever feelings you have are valid and they have a yeah. place. And and you're still very much a human being yeah. and are still a part of the human experience. Yeah. But I feel like if you're not sexually attracted to anybody, that you feel like you are not you're participating in the human community. And something that she said about bisexuality where she felt that people would see it as being promiscuous. Yeah. I see a lot where yeah. it's like, oh, they're just being greedy. They're being greedy. Yeah. I mean, and, and I it's think... so, it's such an unfair thing to say because, you know, a straight girl could sleep with a bunch of guys and, yeah, she'll be called a slut and other horrible things that are, you know, unfair. Not unfair. But there is a different narrative there than Mm -hmm. there is if you're sleeping with men and women. Well, I think a big part of it, like, I was... Recently, there was a song, I can't remember if it was Rita or or someone put out a song recently um, that had to do with, like, making out with women. And the way that it was framed, or even, like, you know, Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl, all of these songs are framed very much through the male gaze. Yes. And a lot of, I know... um, a good friend of mine who is a lesbian, we had a conversation once about porn, like lesbian yeah. porn. Oh my God. And she was like, lesbian porn. She's like, lesbian porn in the the sense that you'll find on something like Pornhub is not really lesbian porn. It's no. two women acting for the sake of men, like the yeah. men around them. And I think that that's a really important thing to acknowledge, too. Yeah. Like they, they, it's become framed as this thing that's like, you're promiscuous, because it's become framed as, well, women only make out with other women for the sake of the men, men around them. Yeah. Like, to, to be validated by the men around them. Yeah. So I think that that is something as a society that we need to grapple with and kind of definitely um, overcome. Especially for women. I know that there are bi men, too, which I would love to talk to a bi man. Oh, I'm sure there's so many, like, masculinity issues with that. Yeah, yeah, where, like, people will think that you're, like, less of a man because you, you know, also are interested in men. And, like, I really think there's a lot societally that we need to deal with when it comes to... I feel like even if if you are a bi man and you're with a woman, like, I feel like there are a lot of women out there that would even feel very... Wrong they wouldn't that. like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. It I think that there's a lot of masculinity. people. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people. I think there's a long way to go on both ends of that spectrum. So, for real. So thank you so much for writing in to us. I um, have one more story. Yes, you tell yours and then I'll I'll tell mine. Finish off with yours. All right. Hi, girls. I live in South America, and I wanted to share my coming out story. But first, I have to say that I love your podcast. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I love your podcast so much, and it's so entertaining and yet informative. I really appreciate all the effort you guys put into it. 
Even though I don't admit it, I've always been attracted to girls. But since I was also attracted to boys, I thought it was something temporary, something that will pass, that I shouldn't think about it and that I should just sweep it under the rug. Well, there's been 21 years and it didn't go away. So clearly past me was wrong. (laughs) I mean, yeah, sounds about right. 2016 was the first time that I officially said that I'm attracted to women. I told a group of close friends that they were really, and they were really supportive. Though one of them was adamant that being bisexual was a transition stage mm-hmm. until I found a lifelong partner. Does this, uh, do we see a trend starting? I see a trend. Do we see, okay. And depending on their gender, that would tell me if I'm either gay or straight. This is not a Cosmo quiz, people. Right. I mean, look at that. It's like wherever you happen to land means that yeah. you're gay or straight. It's just like, no. This isn't, this isn't Yahtzee. That's not this how, isn't Candyland. That's not how any of this works. You don't land on Candy Cane Lane and just automatically. <laughs> you're right. like, I guess I'm a Candy Cane I, person now. <laughs> that's where I ended up. Thanks, because I didn't know where I was going to end that metaphor. So, so thank you. I, All right. <laughs> My best friend and I told her that it doesn't work like that but she was not having it and i didn't want to start a a discussion that moment so i let it pass funny to say that for various reasons we don't get along that much with her i bet gee i wonder why (laughs) she sounds great all right for a time i stuck with the term bisexual but after researching and learning more about the lgbtq plus issues i found the term pansexual and it clicked so fast for me I always included non-binary people under the term bisexual because it is indeed attraction to both men and women and those in gender those in the gender spectrum. However, since I'm most attracted to non-binary or non-conforming genders, the prefix bi didn't work that well for me since it explicitly creates a binary reality. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, of the prefix pan, that includes the existence of more than two in its meaning itself. That meant that I had to tell my friends that my feelings haven't changed, only the label that I use. Using the label pansexual is not easy at all. In my country, there's not a lot of common knowledge about the gender spectrum. The majority of people can barely grasp trans identities. In their mindset, asking for people to understand genderqueer folks is asking too much. How do you explain to a person that you are attracted to someone that in their eyes doesn't even exist? I haven't come out to my mother yet, I'm taking the long process of slowly teaching LGBT 101 and trying to deconstruct her deep homophobia. She's making a slow but steady progress. Right now, I have the privilege of having an amazing girlfriend, which all of my friends and sister know and like. She also has an amazing family that support us a lot, which is something that not that is not common where we live, and I'm really grateful for that. Thank you girls so much for giving us the space to share our stories. Your podcast has livened up my hour-long curly hair detangling sessions. <laughs> Girl, I lots can of, <laughs> Lots of love from Uruguay. I am actually, not to make this about me at all, but I am actually kind of surprised about how emotional all of these stories are making me feel. I know! I didn't think I it's, was going to feel like this. The, it's heavy. It's something that, you know, we, we can't relate to word for word exactly but there's something universal universal about the feeling of not being accepted or not being able to put a word to the way you're feeling yeah i think that's something that we struggle with a lot in our day-to-day lives and that's why i think it's so important to state your emotions and what you're feeling because it helps you learn and understand your feelings more and makes you sane um yeah so hearing about this experience from 
by Japan is such an intellectual one yeah. that yeah. I'm like, holy shit, that's so... But there is a difference. There you know? is, and it makes sense. Just the way that word, what that word means, what by means, what pan means. And I feel like, again, pansexual is someone is something that people tend to brush aside. There are celebrities that, right. that have come out Agreed. as pansexual. But to me, that's people the one that makes up. the most sense. Agreed. Because you're attracted to the person that you are with, no matter what gender they are, right. no matter what their sexuality is. It's not about me, you know, for me, it's like, it's not about me being, I'm heterosexual, I'm, you know, I'm like, it's just, I found somebody in my life that I don't love just because of what's between his legs. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just about... I love the person. I love who people. I'm spending my time with. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and the different that's... kind of love that you have for somebody. So the fact that she was able to intellectually see the difference in bi and pan and be like, wow, this really makes sense mm-hmm. for me. This clicks. And to be open about it with your friends and to... I mean, it's amazing that your girlfriend's family is so supportive, too. I think it's amazing that you have that support system. And I don't know. It's just such a smart story to me. Like, she just seems so put together, you know? Agreed. I agree. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful. I remember it was a few years ago that I first heard the term pansexual, and I had never heard it before. And when I did a little research on it, I was just like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. We all have love for people in our lives of... All across the spectrum, in every kind of, like, gender, fluid... Yeah, why would it be different for your romantic life? Right. I mean, and and that is something to examine and to look at and to say, like... I I think that that's the most beautiful thing that there could possibly be. It's just kind of, like, accepting people for who they are and not putting a boundary or a barrier on, like, where... What your experiences are and who you share them with. Or where your feelings go. I mean, I feel like... Gender and sexuality are such a ginormous spectrum. Yeah. Ginormous. And you can be completely on one side of that spectrum. You know what I mean? You can be so gay that you could never think of yourself being with a with another woman and you can be so straight that you would never think of being with you know if you're a guy never think of being with another man yeah but yet there's this whole middle ground of space that you can live in and it's necessary and why limit yourself yeah i mean and i think it's necessary i think that there needs to be i think that it is appropriate and right and obviously the way things are so that's great but like i think that it is necessary that there be people in the middle, like, all throughout the middle. That's what I like about the word queer. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, just, you're not... It's all encompassing. Anything in particular, you're just kind of... And it's funny, because honestly, like, I, I, I wonder sometimes that if I was single at this time in my life, who I would choose to have romantic relationships with. I've never been attracted to women. I've never had, like, a thing where I'm like, oh, I really want to be with this girl. But I have a lot of friends who have explored and who have done things, and I'm like, who am I to say because I am such an open person uh-huh. that I wouldn't where it would think go. about that more yeah. often. But now, you know, I don't really think about it because I'm I'm with the person that I know that I want to spend my life with. Yeah. So I don't really have to 
think about it. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I, I've always really loved, you know, I'm just, I'm just queer. I'm just, I'm on the spectrum somewhere in there and I'm just going to kind of be all encompassing yeah. and loving. Like I think when, like I know Rowan Blanchard came out as being queer and things like that. And Janelle and, Monet. Yeah. And it's same. just great. It's, it's a yeah. freeing, liberating kind of you're not limiting yourself to saying I'm Experience. only looking at these people. Like I'm Yeah, and at for me I always, you know, I say I'm heterosexual because I've never found myself being attracted to any other gender or right. sexuality or anything like that, but I'm not I'm not limiting and I'm not limiting right. to other people's experiences either. Being single again, you don't close that door. It's right. Kind of I'm not going to be like, nope, I only do right. this. You're not going to push against it if you find yourself being romantically like, attracted to someone of the same gender or right. on the spectrum well, somewhere. And I just feel like it's because I'm fucking educated about this shit. Of course. Because you realize that it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's like all of this stuff one day is going to be in the past. Yeah. These, this coming this out, this matter. whole thing is going to be... I am who and I it's am. it's not something to mourn or be sad about no. or, or anything. It's, it's just something like to celebrate and accept. Yeah. You know, yeah. stop pushing these yeah. sexual stereotypes on who your cares? children. Stop yeah. pushing these gender stereotypes on your children because whoever they are, they're perfect. Yeah, they're and perfect. it doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter, and it doesn't affect it doesn't you at all. all. It doesn't all. affect you at all. Let people be who they are. Okay, Keegan. All right, I have this final Go story that a friend of mine uh, texted to me. It was so cute. She kept being like... Am I too late to send a story? And I was like, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. And she's actually the one. Do you remember whenever in a couple episodes ago, whenever I was just like, we should read coming out stories because my friend just posted one. Oh, that yeah. That was like so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is her. So, okay, here's her story. She's the reason for the She's the reason the for this seat. Well, <laughs> she's the reason for this episode. Yes. <laughs> um... From an early age, I knew I wasn't straight, but growing up in southwest Missouri made it hard to process those feelings. At the age of eight, I asked my mom if she'd love me if I married someone other than a man. Fast forward to when I was 19, I realized I couldn't hide my feelings for women forever, and I was ready to come out. I sat my mom down and immediately started crying uncontrollably. I finally told her I liked women, and she said, that's it? Oh, baby, (laughs) I've known. I thought, oh, you murdered someone. (laughs) LOL. Then she held me until I calmed down. Coming out is hard, and your biggest fear tends to be not being accepted by those you love. I am so incredibly lucky my mom accepted me for who I am, but when I came out, I begged my mom not to tell my dad. In the next eight years, I would date women, but never really speak to my dad about it. Then, a few weeks ago, I decided Pride Month was the perfect time to come out to my dad. Aww. And she sent me this screenshot that of a text message. Aww. She said, here's the screenshot. I know you've probably known forever, but I figured since it's Pride Month, I'd officially come out to you as pansexual. Aww. Thank you for never pushing this subject and questioning my sexuality. If there's anything I'm thankful for, it's that you always accepted her sister, I'm not going to say her name, and I, regardless of who we love. I've seen too many people abandoned by their parents because of this, and I'm happy you and mom just rolled with it. I love you. My sister and I are lucky to have you as a dad. And he responded, thanks. Who am I to judge? Just be yourself, and I will always support your decision. 
Happy Pride Month. Oh, love you too. Nugget. Isn't that sweet? He wished her a happy Pride I Month. I love that. Like, she was so scared of, like, how he would react. I know. That's, like, my friend, too, where, where like, her dad went to, like, Pride by himself. Yeah. I, I mean, think that's I'm, so cool. I mean, and that's what I mean when I go back to, like, I think the first story that we read um, for this episode where I say, like, your parents might surprise you. I think it was second episode, uh, second story, actually. Yeah. Um, your parents could surprise you. Like, yeah. Like, maybe they'll be terrible. Like, you don't know. I mean, it's possible. But there's also a possibility that you have to give them the space to kind of be cool about it. Because maybe, maybe they will be. You know, you they could surprise you. She was so scared to tell her dad, and her dad ended up being so awesome. I know. That's the thing, is that you never know how people are going to react, and I'm so glad that you had the reaction that you did. And I think that more often than not in this day and age, that's going to be the response that you're going to get. I hope so. And you I have hope to, more and more that that's what it is. Yeah, and you have to believe that your parents, even if they are homophobic in some way, when it comes to your own kid, I feel like there's a gear that sometimes shifts. Not in everybody, but I feel like sometimes when it's your own kid, you're just like, now I have to understand I this have a because deeper I understanding. love this person and I want to keep them in my I've life. I've been tagging you, and we'll share it on our Instagram, but I've been ta- I tagged you today in that. I've I haven't gotten that. to hear the video yet. Oh I've only God. seen it. It is so cute. Okay, so we'll, we'll post this on our Instagram. Um, but there is this guy, and he is a YouTuber who does makeup. Yeah. And he is doing his makeup, and his makeup looks amazing. Yeah. And you can hear his dad go... Oh my God, that looks um, like he says that. Hold I can't up. I wanna hear. I'm gonna yeah, play you can play it. it if you want. I have watched this like ten times, and it makes me smile. Freaking awesome! Thank you. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Thank you. I'm filming it, so. So shit. Awesome. So his <laughs> shit, man. That's yeah. so freaking. It's like that's such so, a that's such a dude thing. Yeah, that's so freaking awesome. Shit. His his dad comes. <laughs> it's so cute. We're gonna post it. His dad comes in and goes. He's doing his makeup right, and it looks bomb. Yeah. And his dad comes in. You can hear him, and he goes, "Dude, that is so freaking awesome." <laughs> Damn, that looks great. And he, and you can see it in his face where he takes a second where he goes like, "Thank you." And then you can see him kind of like get a little gig- giggly and like yeah, giddy. Like, oh my god. Because it's so fucking sweet. Yeah. That like his dad is so supportive of his makeup skills that like it it, it warms my heart every time I watch yeah. it. It makes me feel so good. So, you know, I have to say to everyone who wrote into us Thank you. Like, thank you for broadening our horizons and being so vulnerable and And for making us a part of this month. Yeah. Like, Like, it it feels so... I feel so honored. And, like, it feels so special. This is a Pride Month that I will never forget because of this. I think this is the first time that I felt like I've participated in some way. Yeah. And I encourage the people around us to learn more about their friends' experiences and about strangers' experiences and learning more about this community because it starts to make it less about a us and them situation yeah. and more about a and us. Uh, just an us. Yeah. You know, it's just we are a all human one. Situation. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's been the, my biggest takeaway yeah. is that this is just a human experience that I now feel like I am 
involved in. Yeah. Not really a part I mean, of, and but involved in. I think the first post that we posted to our Instagram this Pride Month was the one where we said, if you are dealing with unsupportive family this Pride Month, like, congratulations, like, I'm your family now. I'm, I'm your mom. And I'm going to take care moms. of you. And so I think, take that into the future, and if you see somebody struggling, and you see somebody who maybe is dealing with an unsupportive either family situation or societal situation, yeah, be family for that person because yeah. it is so hard. Yeah. I can't imagine how hard it is to have to maybe possibly go against something that is maybe deeply ingrained in your family's yeah. the way that your family operates and how hard that is. So if you see somebody struggling, be family for that person because they need you. Yeah. You Don't know? question. I think that's a big thing, too, is that when somebody reaches out to you and comes out to you, don't question them. Don't, you know, don't use that stereotypical, oh, it's a phase or yeah. things like that. Just accept. Just listen right. to what they have to say and you don't have to say anything because it's not about you. And where they end up is where they end up. Yeah. And if, you know, they end up back around, then that's that's what it that's is. That's it. But it's like, all good. none of that is up to you. Nope. And it's not your place to question that and why would you because it really has nothing to do with you yep. the only thing that matters I saw a great as like this is gonna out me as like a little bit of a nerd but like I saw a great like Star Trek meme yeah that was like um it was one Klingon <laughs> greeting someone else uh-huh. and he hugged her and he said her name and he said you know so and so my old friend and then she looked at him and said my name is such and such now and he said such and such, my old friend. Oh. And, like, that is how we should greet each other. Yes. It should just be, like, if you come to me and tell me that you are someone else or, like, your name is different or you identify differently, you're still my old friend. Yes. And none of that matters yeah. at all. We are family. I got all my sisters with... Okay, I'm And done. that's all I'm you can do that. because we're going to get sued if we go further than that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Guys, happy Pride Month, and thank you for making it so wonderful. Yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you for including us in it, and we hope you we did you justice yeah. in this episode and this month, and we will definitely be continuing our education into the LGBTQ community. Of course. Always learning, always, always growing. Always, forever. And thank you for people who gently pushed us in 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 directions and educated us and, and helped Completely. us learn. Your kindness and your understanding with us is what makes all of the difference in our lives and makes our job better. Yeah. Because we don't want to be offending anybody. We don't want to be excluding anybody. Yeah. So your information and sharing with us has been so meaningful. And thank you. Yes. So before we sign off, I want to say... Go on iTunes, rate and review us. We got another new review today, and Kevin and I get so excited. Also, we hit 10,000 downloads. I know. That's so cool. I'm so excited. And we've had so many great new listeners that have reached out to us. It really means the world to us. Um, Tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Anyone that you think could use the support or would be interested in it. Um, We've got stickers coming soon. We do. I posted them on Instagram today, so check them out. Our Instagram is at 
angry neighborhood feminist. If you want to send us a sister solidarity story, or even continue to send us your coming out stories, yeah, we will share those as well. We'll collect those and do another episode at some point. Yeah, or just really, as we say, for those of the new listeners who aren't uh, familiar with what our sister solidarity stories are, you know, feel free to send us anything. A sister solidarity story can be from, you know, we read one where someone left a post-it on the bathroom saying we're out of toilet paper. Yeah. All the way to, you know, your girlfriend helping you with a breakup. Or it can even be another man doing a very feminist thing supporting you. So it's not limiting at all. And we just want to hear from you guys because that's the whole point of this is the community that we're creating. Absolutely. So send us anything that you want. You can DM us on Instagram or feel free to email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. If you want to send us a tweet, our Twitter is yamf, Y-A-N-F podcast. Um, we don't use it a lot, but if you send them to us, we'll get a notification. But you know what? We got like 10 new followers. That's awesome. Last, so I love it's, it. It's been good. Yeah. Um, and I do check it every day. So Yeah. I, I check it when there's notifications and, and I get emails. So... I just don't post because I hate Twitter. Um, Same. Yeah, it's a problem. We have a Facebook group that really isn't very active, but I'd like for it to be more active. Uh, and that is, what is it? It's it's um, your angry neighborhood feminist. Is doesn't say discussion group or group? anything like that. Podcast. Your angry neighborhood feminist podcast. Okay, yeah, look that up. What she said. <laughs> um, anything else you need to know? I think that's it. Oh, listen to us on Radio Public. Oh, yeah. Listen on Radio Public. You can pretty much listen to us wherever. We had someone be like, can I find you on Spotify? Yes, we're on Spotify. We're on iHeart. We're on Every Stitcher. Every platform, just Pretty about. much anywhere that you could ever listen to a podcast, you'll find us. Yeah. So, but if you listen to us on Radio Public, it helps us out by giving us money. Uh, <laughs> very little money, but you know what? Every bit helps. So, with that being said, we encourage you to, to rage on. on. Bye. Laters. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.